another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Today we have um, two very special guests. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yo, I'm Nathan. I'm Brett. We play in Stepping Stone from Canada. That's so awesome. I'm uh, super excited to finally have you guys on the podcast. I know um, this has been uh, kind of in the works for a while, but um, before we actually get started, I actually wanted to uh, throw a shout out to my buddy Armando. Um, he's actually the reason um, I started listening to you guys because um, it's like really hard to keep up with like every new band coming out because there's bands popping up everywhere all the time. So I, I like to you know ask people for suggestions on bands I should be checking out and. And um, Armando, he actually suggested that I listen to Stepping Stone, and I was very happy about that because I checked you guys out and um, st- like super into your guys' music. So shout out to Armando. Yeah, that's what's up. Shout out to Armando. Okay, so Thanks, let's go. Um, let's go back to the very beginning. Um, how did uh, Stepping Stone form? Uh, we kind of all knew each other from maybe like early high school i was playing in some pretty dorky bands and i met luke who's our vocalist through playing gigs at this like local nightclub kind of thing like one of the members of one of luke's bands dad owned some nightclub so he'd let us play our like cover band shows and stuff there they did horribly like every single time but you know it let us meet each other which obviously was sick and then we started a band from there, which I do not want to talk about, but um, that's how I met the rest of the guys. And then that band kind of started to fall apart and a few of us uh, stuck together and made a new band and recruited some old friends to hop on and then we hit the ground running. That's awesome. So this was all around, uh, I'm guessing around when the demo came out back in 2015? Yeah, like... The idea of Stepping Stone started, we wanted to be a hockey-themed hardcore band, and we wanted to be called Cage Rage, which is undeniably sick. Um, no one can fight me on that. But uh, ultimately, we ended up being a little bit more serious when we wrote songs, when we were like, okay, these are actually pretty good. So we recorded our demo in, yeah, 2015. And then uh, I think we played like one show in Regina here locally. And then we just started touring pretty much immediately after. How would you uh, describe the hardcore scene out there? And you, you said it was pronounced Regina? Regina, yeah. Okay. Because in my mind, I was reading it as Regina, but maybe that's because um, I'm just uh, some weird American. Probably because you watch Mean Girls and Regina, <laughs> Regina George. Regina George. <laughs> For sure. So is there like a pretty active hardcore scene out there um, in your guys' area? Uh, You know, like it hit and miss. It's like a good small scene, I would say. Like we're, we have a better scene for 200,000 people living in our city than a lot of places with a similar population. And I think it's cool because like we're a pretty isolated city. So anyone who's interested in what is going on as far as like hardcore and like kind of that alternative culture and stuff like that will gravitate um, here, which is lucky. But yeah, it's not like, it's not huge necessarily. Like we definitely know every single person in the room at every show, but that makes it definitely like tight knit and we're stoked. 
I think that's awesome uh, to be able to know everybody in the room and you guys are all friends. Um, do you guys like all share knowledge on um, like, you know, like the like current events of hardcore or, or like the newer bands that people should be listening to? Do you guys like come together and like put each other on? Like, yeah, um, there's like, again, like there's there's maybe like at any average show, like. 50 60 people yeah and like yeah word gets spread around pretty fast like if we're like yo peace of mind from oklahoma we played a couple shows with them they're badass like some kid will definitely start listening to them and just goes like that it's good because if bands come through like i think jesus piece is a good example they came through like maybe a year and a half two years ago and so few bands come through like Jesus piece that came around a year and a half ago, people are still talking about that show and like that band. So that, that like little Regina show, Jesus piece might not know it, but like it did a lot for them as far as Regina and Western Canada. Cause so few bands come through people that fucking put on for the bands that do come through. Um, do you guys know like who does like the bookings? Like since you guys are so isolated, um, how can you draw bands to come out to your area? <clears throat> It's like literally us too. Like me and Nathan do like basically all the shows at this point. Um, when we were coming up, there was a like a local record label that was more, <clears throat> I guess, more punk oriented, but brought hardcore stuff here called Harvest King Records. And the guy Dylan that did most of the booking for that really kind of like exposed us to how to just like book bands and shit. Like he was just like, yeah, like you just book the venue and like <laughs> book local bands and stuff. Like if someone asks you for a show, you do it. Um, and it's as easy as just asking another band to come. Like not a lot of bands like are trying to like come to Regina specifically. It's usually on their way to like uh, Winnipeg or Calgary, which are two cities that we're in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's not like there's tons and tons of shows happening all the time. Like maybe one hardcore show a month, I would say on average. So we just kind of like, keep it chill and make sure every show we have is good. That's kind of cool. I, I guess um, not having a show so often can kind of make it feel like more of an, like bigger event. No, exactly. Like it's not like, I don't know, California. I feel like you guys are pretty oversaturated. Like you have a show, multiple shows every week, it seems. And like, we don't get that. Although it would be badass. Don't get me wrong. We don't have that. So when a show happens, it is special. Yeah, it, it's uh, I don't want to say it's oversaturated out in California. It's just um, there's just so many places to play. Um, but I definitely do um, pick and choose shows um, that I want to go to, which uh, sounds kind of bad because I, I, I try to support as much as I can. But um, I can only, you know, give so much of my time because I got like so many things going on. So it's just like shit. Like, Dude, hopefully, yeah. like hopefully I can make you that show. Disneyland. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm there uh, like a lot. It, it's uh, it's sad when like people who work there like um, r- like recognize me because I, I, I park in this like specific lot and I've just had so many weird encounters with like the cast members like asking me like weird stuff. Like the weirdest encounter um, was I showed up um, earlier than I normally do one day and the guy who was like directing parking like when I got out of my car, he was like, hey, dude, like you're early today. And it just kind of like threw me off. And I'm like, oh, wait, like he's right. Like this is weird that he even knows that. So um, it was pretty strange. So what's what's the vibe there? We kind of just assumed that you worked there, but you just 
fucking love Disney. Yeah, like you just like hit it up like all the time. Oh, <laughs> honestly, the, the vibe uh, is, is pretty chill. Um, well, for the most part, like one of my like um, best friends, uh, his name's Johnny. He actually works the magic shop. So um, this is probably the first time I've ever said this out loud, but I'm most of the time I, I just kind of like base my trips around his work schedule just because I, I like to hang out with him um, while he's working. Like we'll just chill where he works in the magic shop since he's like the the manager. Like we just kind of have our own like um, vibe. So I'll just go in there and hang out, uh, watch him do magic. And I'll just sit on my phone most of the time and just like, like kind of wait for like friends to either trickle in to the park and, and I'll go out and do stuff with them. Or sometimes I won't even leave the shop and I'll just be in there the whole time. Uh, so it's it's weird. Um, because like I actually do love Disney I'm like a huge Disney nerd I love like the movies the theme parks but with that place there's um, it's so busy and there's always something new going on um, it, it doesn't get boring at all I, I just love it that's how I'm able to go there all the time right that's sick do you get in for free then uh, no, not for free. Um, I actually have um, what what they call um, it's an annual pass. So oh, okay. I, um, yeah, so it's it's like you, you can either pay um, in one like big chunk for the entire year, or you can break it down in monthly payments, which is what I do because the pass that I have is like the craziest. Like I, I can go um, uh, every day of the year. I like no blackout dates, and I get free parking. That's so sick. What's your favorite Disney movie? number one disney movie of all time is aladdin yeah that's that's i'm stoked for the live action one dude honestly me too like um every time like they release like you know new tidbits or like they finally released like that full trailer i'm like super stoked on it but people um trying to like you know act weird about uh what the genie looks like or just like it it looked mad corny at first yeah um for sure like definitely the first snippet they showed of him it was kind of weird and like they heard that feedback so that's why they've shown like more of him i think in the trailer the actual trailer and um I i think it's fine like like obviously the movie can't be exactly like the animated feature. So people just need to like relax and wait for it to come out, you know? Yeah. I feel you. Uh, okay. Have you guys ever been to Disneyland? Man, I went to Disney world. That's in like Florida. Okay. I think. Florida, yeah. 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 That was probably like four years ago. It's so sick. I think I'm going to come back. I'm coming to sound of fury. I think I'm going to go to Disneyland dude uh, it's so expensive though um yeah disneyland is uh super expensive but if you're definitely going to be down here for santa fury um you should definitely hit it up dude yeah i'll talk to the magic shop (laughs) yeah i'm honestly i'll probably be there the the days that you go there (laughs) because um (laughs) if you guys go i'm sure we'll um you know be in communication and we could link up i'll show you the ropes is the uh is splash mountain still there i went there once when i was a kid i thought that was pretty fun yeah that's like one of the like um one of their like uh like original rides that's gonna be there for a while i I don't think they'll ever go away okay tight that's good to know throughout life do you make custom disneyland merch i saw a hat on your instagram page that said let's ride something is that you yeah that's um actually um uh, a hat that I've made, you know, if anybody's curious, uh, com slash shop, you can find my merch there. I've done, um, I think I've done 
two Disneyland shirts. Uh, one that I did on my my first Disney World trip. Um, I don't think I have that one up for sale, but I have this like custom uh, annual pass holder T-shirt, and I did that hat. Dude. That's that's sick. Dude. So you uh, just just make merch like for like the pod or like just as a guy, dude. Uh, I'm I'm on the website right now. Okay. Uh, it's fucking sick. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, yeah. Dude, so, uh, I I have a corporate job, but the goal is to um, monetize the the website, the podcast, so I could um, live off of that. That's really sick. Yeah, I'm, that would be tight. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, so the, the, the merch isn't really like, you know, uh, for the podcast. It's just like, you know, it's just my online shop. Right. Yeah. Damn. That's sick. You're yeah, that's out cool. here. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for all the questions. Um, this is actually kind of funny cause I feel like you guys are interviewing me. Oh, don't worry. We got more. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> just more to come, we can get back on track and, you know, yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, to sidebar. Hard. No, it's totally fine. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely into it. Um, but okay, let's get back to uh, stepping stone. Um, are you guys okay? Cause like w- when it comes to Canada, I'm not like super familiar with, um, all like the current, um, stuff going on. Cause when I think of Canada, the bands that come to mind are, um, like combat kid and grave maker. Yeah, I think that's the majority of people would say the same thing. Okay. Um, there's some smaller bands that I would definitely like to plug because Canada's scene is very badass. I think America has, like the U.S. rather, has a lot going on. And they don't, like, feel the need to, I don't know, look into or support Canadian bands as much. But they are very much missing out. Like every every province, which is the U.S. is like equivalent to a state, mm-hmm. has a very sick band right now. Um, Vancouver, B.C. has Juice, which are fucking yeah. just like this badass, like gangster hardcore shit. It's pretty funny, but it's also sick. Calgary has Mortality Rate, which I think is probably the most popular Canadian hardcore band right now. They don't do much, but they're sick. Okay. Um, anymore they used to be like yeah really, like they played this as hard really like ripping it yeah yeah um well calgary man like you can talk like trench enemies like they have like calgary is probably the best scene in canada in my opinion yeah, like really that's sick. like we do better there than anywhere else and they like they've really taken us in as their own kind of thing like yeah, that's that's like, our hometown pretty much yeah like the community we feel in calgary and like western canada in general really like from like Vancouver all the way to Winnipeg, like it's really just like one scene at this point, in a way. Yeah, West, um, Western Canadian hardcore is it's it's one city, it's one family. It's yeah, it's, and there's that that Wild Rose Festival um, that's been going on for a few years. That's happening again this summer in Calgary, and it's like all out war, Jesus peace, like a bunch of like the beautiful ones, beautiful ones, candy, yeah. a bunch of like big bands that got coming up, but then also a lot of these kind of bands that are like, yeah, like I guess more so like on our level and stuff yeah. like that bringing a band from Eastern Canada over to called Sedition, which if you haven't checked out Sedition, you are, yeah. <laughs> you're a fool, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Canada also has cool stuff. There's this band called Gasm from Toronto. Toronto? Montreal. Montreal. Gasm, G-A-Z-M-Z-Z-M for the Americans. But they're just like, 
they're probably one of my favorite bands right now and there's like not a lot of people know who they are i think they're doing a full north american tour this year though so if they're coming through your area definitely check them out for sure yeah definitely have to keep my eye out for that um yeah i i I find it really interesting that um you know the we're not really focused like heavily on canadian hardcore when it's always been there I, i feel like um like I don't know if it's because, um, you know, obviously different countries. Um, I don't know if like you guys or if like more bands from U.S. need to go up there or if like more Canadian more bands, bands from the U.S. needs to come up here, please. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> you know, I, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. Our dollar. Okay. For every dollar that you bring into Canada, you get a dollar 30. So like for every hundred bucks, you have one hundred and thirty dollars. That's that's big math. Whereas whereas if we we go into the U.S., we lose $30. So if we convert Canadian currency $100, Canadian is actually 70 American. So shit that's expensive in America is like double expensive for Canadians that are visiting. Yeah. And I don't know. Like – I feel like like America in in the states like that kind of defines like what we consider hardcore culture. I feel like whatever's popping in the states is like considered what's popping basically. But in my opinion, anyway, like us having come through the states a lot in the last few years, like I think there's Canadian bands that get very little recognition that like absolutely stomp on like some stuff that gets hyped. I don't know. I don't want to like talk shit on anything, no, but like I just want to like big up all the Canadian bands that don't get um the recognition that i think maybe they deserve yeah yeah i definitely get that because um from me being in the states um and trying to like stay on top of everything um it's like you know there's all these like different like sectors of hardcore and like it's just like crazy to um to see like you know which bands will like you know get the pop and like seeing um other bands that i think probably deserve it more like you know don't really get recognized you know it's it's strange sometimes yeah absolutely and yeah i think like wild rose fest like basically any bands that aren't getting like flown in kind of thing like you could literally just look at that poster and all those bands are like so sick i mean the flying bands are sick obviously too and like huge but yeah i think if you looked on the last like three or four lines of that lineup like we would back every single band on there probably okay as being like yeah just the shit so how have um stepping stone made it work where you guys have been to the states um a bunch of times oh man (laughs) it's a headache you have to get work permits to perform in the u.s they are upwards of $1,200 and they take months to process. So you need to have all your tours and everything lined up super early on in the year, which hardcore promoters, you know, that's like, that's like fucking pulling teeth. You cannot get that. It's really difficult to have promoters sign off on a show that's eight or nine months away, but like the Department of Homeland Security will not allow us in unless we have all that stuff. But uh, luckily, we've never really had any issues with it. Uh, our first ever tour was to California in May of 2016, and we didn't get our visas on time. Uh, we still made it work, but that was the only issue I think we had with it. But obviously like the $1,200 price tag on it fucking sucks. Like you could press a vinyl record for that price. And this is just money going like nowhere. 
Yeah, that's just to get in to be able to play. Exactly. But, you know, like, it's worth it. It's so sick. Yeah. um, I I always see you guys. You guys played. um, I'm trying to remember which fest it was that I saw a video guys on. LDB, I would assume. No, not that one. It was. um, Was it? Man, um, it was it had like because I'm I'm really into that band uh, Fortune's Fool. They okay, were, uh, Flyover maybe. Flyover or Snow and Flurry. Snow and Flurry. I, it was Snow Spring and Flurry. Slam. Maybe it was Snow, Snow and Flurry. Flurry. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, I've been like watching like um like the live videos of, of you guys and it um like it, it's cool that you guys are you know coming to the states but like I'm always just like um bummed out that you guys are like you know like kind of close to me but not close enough to where i could actually just drive to his show and see you guys live yeah well we'll be in california in may so you know uh i actually want to talk about that uh how did uh that tour come together because you guys are um you know hitting some pretty cool cities and um you guys are touring uh with low end and uh dares on some of the select dates yeah um we've known low end for like they played in like bands that would come up to Canada fairly frequently. Um, cross me to name one. Uh, and they would like, like I said earlier, like people put on for the bands that come to Canada. So we formed like pretty good relationship with the guys that made low end eventually. Uh, so like as soon as low end started, they hit us up and they were like, we, sh- we got a tour and like, hell yeah, of course. And they, like they've all been touring in bigger bands for quite some time. So they have connections and friends and all these other bands and they seem to be like best friends with dare, which is sick. Cause that band rocks. So that low end dare connection is how we got dare to hop on the California shows. That's awesome. I love dare. Um, I, I've been banging that drum for a while and I'm like super stoked to see them, uh, you know, be more active and, um, get the recognition that they deserve. Cause I think they're a pretty solid band. Definitely, yeah, they killed it at LDB. It was insane. Hell yeah, that, that's awesome I've never to hear. seen. I've never seen a better stage diver than their fucking was it their drummer? drummer yeah, and that kid is insane. Yeah, that dude's on one. <laughs> I love it. That's sick. I, I, I'm actually driving out to the um, the show in Northridge to see you guys. Oh, sick, sick dude! See you there. Which show is that? Is that the one with Ignite? Um, I don't no, know. That San Jose. That's San Jose. Does Northridge just mean like is that like a suburb of LA or something? Uh, honestly, it's in LA. I'm not even sure um where to be honest. Like I, I've been there like maybe oh. like twice in my life. Okay, so it's just LA. Interesting. I, I think so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm yeah, not really I'm well excited. versed on like LA because um LA is just too crazy for me. So I just try to stay in Orange County. And Disneyland. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the future we, we were in california again like may of 2016 and our shows did really not well we played in hayward california okay in some garage that's more, uh, like that's like more north yeah it was it was weird we played in fresno okay which actually was like a decent show but man like yeah. fresno was a weird ass place <laughs> um well you guys are going back to fresno hopefully yeah um, we will be there again i can't wait that's pretty sick. Um, who'd you guys tour with back in 2016? Mortality rate. Oh, so, okay. So you guys did like a little um, uh, run in the U.S. Yeah, they played Rainfest, so we went and chilled at Rainfest, and then toured after. It was really cool. 
Okay. Damn, 2016. That's crazy. Um, did you guys uh, go to the actual fest, or did you guys just like kind of hang out in the city? Yeah, we went to the fest. Yeah. I think that was the last year of Rainfest too. So mm. it was absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and that was a pretty sick lineup, um, if I remember uh, off the top of my head. Bands that I can remember, Trapped Under Ice, I want to say. No Warning. Uh, I remember I remember Power headlined the last night, and it was the craziest that I've ever seen. People were jumping around on, like, boogie boards, throwing pool noodles everywhere, toilet paper all over the place. There was just absolutely no rules. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, Rainfest was always very sick. Since Rainfest ended, I was always, like, looking for a festival that gave me that same vibe as Rainfest. Like, it's just a party. And I hadn't really found one until LDB Fest. And it's just, like, there's no, there's no, like, big dig contests or whatever at LDB. It was just, like, everybody's hanging out partying for the weekend. No egos. And it was just badass. So huge shout-out to Ryan Huge shout out to LDB Fest. Yeah, it's it's always weird when um, you're at a show or a big festival, and then like you, you can just kind of get that vibe that people are just trying to, um, you know, walk around like they're the shit, and it's just so weird to me sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. We just kind of like laugh, laugh at it. We're here to party, man. Yeah, we're Whatever. just chilling. Everyone's gonna do their own thing, and it's all sick in its own way. Um, <laughs> Are uh, both you guys coming out to San and Fury? Uh, I think only myself. Yeah, I will not be there. Okay. That half heart reunion is just too good to pass up. Uh, were you able to get tickets when they first released? Yeah, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck everybody's deal was. I didn't think it was that hard <laughs> to get tickets. Like, you just log on and buy the tickets right when they go on sale. So I didn't have an issue. I didn't have an issue getting that or like those that other half hard show that sold out really quick. I didn't have any issue with that. Maybe my years of buying sneakers online helped me with that. But I didn't have an issue. And I saw a lot of people complaining about it on Twitter. And I was just like, just fucking buy the tickets, man. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly. That's my two cents. When the. I, I got the pre-sale email and I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, yeah, I'm lazy right now. I'll buy it like when I'm not busy. And the, yeah, no one knew. No one knew what was to come. Hey? Yeah, it, it was like this, this like quiet storm. And then like the window closed for the pre-sale. So I was like, all right, I'll, like, I'll just, you know, buy uh, the full price when it comes out um, at, at like the normal time. And then I was at work. So I missed that window. And right. I saw on Twitter that people were tweeting that it sold out and I thought, I thought people were just like trolling. So I, I kind of like looked into it like a little deeper and realized I'm like, wow, it actually did sell out. So um, then I started to like kind of, um, you know, try to figure out like how's going to be able to get a ticket. Um, yeah. but then I, I was able to get one during the second wave. So I, I didn't have to worry Dude, about that yeah. anymore. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, seeing everybody making a big fuss about not being able to get a ticket online and um and it was funny seeing like like those people like um putting their tickets up for resale and uh, yeah that definitely sucks yeah that was pretty crazy and even like the people um whose like screenshots were getting posted of like trying to sell their tickets like on like facebook for like you know double the price 
Yeah, it's insane. I think Sound of Fury shut that down pretty quick, though, by just being like, no, like, you need your ID to get into the show or whatever. Yeah, which is um, cool because um, I-, I was like... I've paid for resale tickets before and it definitely sucks having to, you know, pay way more than the ticket um, was actually worth, you know? Yeah. I think I th- I'm trying to remember. I play, I've paid resale for something before. It, it was like Iron Maiden or some shit. So it was like an absurd price tag, but man, oh man, was it ever worth it? <laughs> really? Do you want to say how much? Uh, I mean, I was like young at the time. So it was probably like two hundred and some dollars, okay. which at the time would have been. It's like average know. concert, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> at the time, um, would have been like a million bucks to fifteen-year-old me. Yeah, it, it's insane, but yeah, I'm happy that they were able to shut that down and you know try to d- deter people paying more than they should for the fest. Yeah, it's sick. So shout outs to Sand and Fury. Um, have you ever been to Sand and Fury before? I went. I went last year and I loved it. Dang, that's crazy. I, I was there last year. Uh, who do you have like a bunch of friends in California, or, or do you just like come out and do your own thing? Uh, the here's the thing. <laughs> okay, it's not big, but um, my friends in Calgary, um. Jay, who plays in Trench, shout out Trench, and uh, Evan, who passed away and was the king of the world, uh, they had a hotel room booked at just this swanky ass joint in LA. And they were just like straight up, like, Nathan, if you book your flights, like, you can just come stay with us for free. And I was like, okay, well, that's like, that's hard to pass up. Sure. So I bought my, bought my flight, bought my ticket and everything. And then, uh, Evan had health complications and had to skip the fest. So it was just going to be Jay and I, and then Jay gets to the airport and I, I literally thought he was about to die. He looked so fucking sick, went to the bathroom, puked his guts out, had to call it. So I ended up going alone in this swanky ass hotel room that I didn't pay a dime for. I felt like the king of the world. But then I, uh, on my flight, I had ran into another couple of friends and they ended up like, canceling their hotel and paying Jay and Evan back for this other hotel. So I like just like kind of by chance met up with these Canadian friends and it just worked out because I knew like knew of, I would say probably like two or three people in California at the time and met them for the first time when I was there. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool boring that- story. That's that's the way it was. <laughs> That's cool that you're able to, um, you know, make it work and actually just make it out to the fest. Definitely. I think I don't I'm trying to remember what really sold me on the fest last year. There was one band that I was just like, I absolutely have to see them. Don't remember who, but Um, I'm sure it was sick. Ceremony was fucking sick. Yeah. Ceremony. um, Rotting out was a big deal last year. Oh, I think that was it. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of cool bands. Like uh, last year, I, I saw Spine for the first time. I, I think that band's so sick. Um, I, I remember the my highlight was that uh, it was an after party, I think, or the day after they had like a no ring wrestling show. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think it was the the day after that. Yeah, show. followed by I think Negative Approach playing. Holy fuck! It was so sick. Yeah, that's just too intense for me. 
<laughs> Dude, it's a lot. I remember, I, I forget which night it was. It was probably like Friday night going into Saturday, maybe. Um, but I went to this after show to go see um, Eco Strike. And um, it was in some bar and like three bands got added onto like the like four band after show, um, which normally I, I'd be stoked about. But it was like I, I remember it was like one in the morning and, and I found myself just sitting at this bar, just like like nodding off because I'm so tired because I was at a hardcore festival all day. Just like, um, you know, falling asleep, just like, you know, thinking like how much I hated being there and I'm totally regretting going. And, and then finally, Eco Strike went on like probably closer to like two, if I remember correctly. And I like tried to go like sing along, but I just had like no energy. And I was like, OK, like I'm never doing this again because it's just oh, too yeah. crazy. After shows are a lot. Like a full day of hardcore plus a full night of hardcore is just, man. It's a lot of hardcore. It's a lot of hardcore. Hardcore's sick though, but that's a lot of hardcore. Yeah, it definitely is sick. Um, but definitely, you know, sometimes I'll get that fatigue um, after a fest. Sometimes I'll just like not want to listen to music, um, or maybe listen to like another genre just to kind of chill out. Dude, what's your favorite genre of music besides hardcore? Besides hardcore, um, it, it's so funny. I um, can't get over uh, pop punk. Okay. So um, just listen to a, a lot of pop punk. And it's just, um, I don't know, it's just like bands like you know th- that I listened to growing up, um, you know, to me are still good. And then I'm like, I, I don't do it as much, but occasionally I'll like um, kind of like look around and see if there's anything like from like a newer band that will sound good to me. Um, but it's like more rare these days for me to find like a newer pop punk band that I actually like. All right. I feel that. I feel like that's a pretty standard hardcore kid, hardcore kid answer. Pop punk. Brett, what yeah. about you? Favorite? Uh, genre? Probably hip hop. Hip hop. All right. Yeah. Okay. You? Man, I'm a big 90s <laughs> alternative guy. Yeah. If you if it's at 13 going on 30, it's in my playlist. <laughs> that That's a great movie. Um, Man, it's one of the best. Um, okay, wait. You said, um, or not you, but uh, you m- mentioned uh, hip hop. Yeah. Like, what kind of hip hop? Are, are you like. Um, you were going down a rabbit hole. We are going to be here all man, day. Man, I'm like. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know, man. I just love it all. Like, the whole, like, pretty much anything in the culture, I'm down. Like, I love stupid, like, ignorant new hip hop, but I also, like, am into, like, old school hip hop and, like, boom bap and, like, quote unquote conscious rap and shit like that but honestly really it comes down to like hot boys and juvenile like og lil wayne shit like baggy t-shirts and Reeboks music that's what's up no limit records cash money (laughs) that's what's up so you're not uh, listening to the new lil pump record like i'll i'll check it out and like kind of laugh and like be like think it's funny like it's i'm kind of down yeah honestly yeah just okay. a little pump. I myself, I've been trying to ride the wave lately that I just realized everything is sick in its own way. Okay. Like, a- you know, everyone everyone's into something different and it, it people enjoy it. So obviously it's sick to somebody, it's sick in its own way. That's a pretty interesting wave. Um but I definitely it's get just it. the new it's just the new stay posy, man. Yeah. I mean you shouldn't <laughs> like shit that's like legitimately like fucked. I mean it's it, it's black and white on what's like right or wrong. And if you like okay. the shit that's wrong, 
fuck you. But if you're like, you know, I don't think Lil Pump is harm, harming anyone. No, I don't think so. Just himself, man. <laughs> you know, I hope he, hope he starts doing better when he turns 20. Is he 19? Man, he's like 17 or Holy shit. 18 or I something. had no idea. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's he's crazy. really young. Okay. Do you, do you fuck with Lil Pump? Um, I uh, didn't like his new record, uh, Harvard Dropout, um, which was surprising because oh. everything before that was like you know pretty good, but I, I just didn't really like the direction that he um, decided to take with his new record. So yeah, uh, that's respect. I, yeah, so I wasn't really into that, but um, I'm kind of like more into like the like the R and B kind of stuff. Like I don't know if you listen to like a boogie. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so I've like, lately been like more into that or like uh, Tory Lanez. Um, yeah, shows to Tory Lanez, Toronto. Uh, yeah, f- fellow Canadian. Um, so man, on the topic of Canada, okay, you fuck with Rush. With, with yeah. who? Rush. Um, to be honest, uh, when I think of Rush, I I think of the best Star Wars movie ever uh, called Fanboys. Have you guys ever seen it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Almost, I remember I, I skipped school when I was much younger to, like, watch that. I rented it from Blockbuster or whatever to watch it. I don't remember exactly what the premise is. Well, I remember what the premise is. I don't remember how Rush fits into it, though. Um, the homie who um, has the van, they're, uh, you know, going on their cross-country road trip, and uh, one of the guys is, like, complaining, um, and he wants to change the music, or change the music, and he's like, no, he's like, in my van, it's um, it's Rush all the way, and then he has, like, this, like, giant, like, <laughs> That sounds like a like, stepping stone <laughs> van. <laughs> that sounds like us, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, he, and he has, like, every, like, Rush tape, and, like, that's all they play in the van. That's so sick. That's sick. Do you guys, uh, do you guys like propaganda down in the States? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're well respected down here. That's sick. That's another one of like our two like favorite bands from Winnipeg also, which is real close to us. That's awesome. I, I've always wanted to go to Winnipeg because I heard there's like a, um, cause I'm Filipino. <laughs> Dude, that's like something I've ever heard. <laughs> really um yeah like that's like the, the kind of the reaction that i get like when i tell people that that's like the part of canada i, I want to go to and people are like generally confused but it's just because um they're supposed to be like a you know pretty cool like you know filipino um population down there so i just wanted to go check it out okay oh okay. i feel that that makes a lot more sense i was like yeah that was a serial killer statement for a second <laughs> that makes more sense Man. now I, uh, I bartended a music venue and the other night there was like a battle of the bands run by the local radio station. Okay. And there was this like Guns N' Roses type, um, like old power ballad metal band that was entirely Filipino called Loud Neighbors. I'd like to shout out Regina Locals Loud Neighbors because they were fucking sick. That's awesome. <laughs> so are there, do you guys see like a lot of Filipinos in your area? I think there's a pretty big there's population. Like population. Man, that makes so much sense. You say Winnipeg. Like, I played basketball growing up in, like, high school and stuff. Okay. And every time we played Winnipeg, every kid on the team was Filipino, and they housed us every <laughs> time. Like, they just we got destroyed by the Winnipeg <laughs> Filipino schools every single game. That's awesome. Oh, wait, how old are you guys? I'm 22. I'm 24. Okay. 
Um, all right, because I, I always try to put in perspective, like, you know, you guys' age and then, like when right. you guys make references like that. Because um, you, you mentioned Blockbuster, and I, I think that's, um, you know, kind of like dates certain people. Definitely. How old are you? I'm 30. Holy fuck, man. One foot in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, like, I don't feel 30, but sometimes, like, I'll sit around and think about it, like, fuck, like, I'm old and I hate this. It, it gets kind of scary sometimes. Dude, age is just a number. You're partying. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah. If you consider uh, Disneyland um, partying, I'm doing it almost every Dude, day. That, that is literally, if I were to make a list of yeah. what is partying, Disneyland would for sure pop up pretty early on that list. Okay, th- th- that's awesome. And are you familiar with uh, like Andrew WK's philosophy that pretty much everything can be considered partying? Like right now, like we're technically partying. I'm definitely into this. I'm actually having really fun talking to you guys. Dude, hell yeah. That's we're partying. Like, yeah, dude, we're partying. Yeah, just, yeah, go search up Andrew WK's partying philosophy. And, uh, yeah, it'll change your life, man. It's just what Stepping Stone's all about, just always partying. You know, I've never seen um, a live video of Stepping Stone with, like, a boring set. And that's just me being honest. I think we, I think our vibe, we're, there's a, we're in a time right now where it's a lot of fucking John John, like, like smiling is illegal. This is murder music. Yeah. And we're just like, kind of like classic hardcore fun two-step music. So I think there's like a big juxtaposition when we go on after, uh, or like before no victory or something, mm-hmm. but and no victory is the, the oh, shit. dude, ride for no victory until I die. But I think there's a huge juxtaposition, juxtaposition beside us and those other bands. So I think that's, I think that's why like people are going off to stepping really hard during our sets. Cause they don't get to see that super often right now. Yeah, right now I'm trying to figure out because um, uh, since I, I I've been around for a long time, whatever I'm I'm old. We already talked about that, but I I feel like um, hardcore, um, you know, like every type of hardcore, you know, is popular at some point, and it's just like a cycle. And yeah, definitely. And honestly, like right now, like I, I'm like having trouble trying to figure out like which genre is actually dominant because I feel like. Um, right now for every type there's like so many good bands actually doing stuff all at the same time it's just kind of weird and i can't really like put my finger on um on it and i I don't think i've ever experienced this where there's like so many good bands um from so many different genres of hardcore going on at the same time yeah for sure i think it's like regional too like we play the midwest quite a lot okay and it's a lot of like this kind of like deedle deedle like panic chord bands and like super super heavy like beat down stuff which again sick in its own way yeah yeah that's like that's just not what we happen to do but like it's really popping in the midwest but like yeah it seems like in cali and like on the coasts and stuff it's like more the a little more like bouncy and more fun and stuff like that so it's i think yeah i don't know from what we can tell anyway it's regional ish but i don't know we're from canada we what do we know kind of outsiders on it but yeah, everything's it's all sick. Yeah, no, I, I I feel like what you said is um you know fairly accurate. Uh, I feel like California is like a little more of a mixed bag just because yeah um of how many people um there are here and like the amount of bands that we actually have. So I feel like um for like California, um we have like a little bit of everything, but it, um but it's like 
pretty interesting to, to see how things play out. Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. I don't know. I guess with like the internet age too, it's a little harder to have a like regional, like a true regional sound. Cause anyone can hear a band from like wherever and just like take influence from them. Um, it's kind of like to go back to hip hop, like designer sounds like he's from Atlanta, but he's from New York, like kind of thing. Yeah. You know, sounds like he so just like ripped that. off um, future. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you have like Atlanta rappers or something that sound like they're from New York. Like it's all like as soon as you hear something, because it's so easy to hear now, whether it's like in hardcore hip hop, because it's on the Internet. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to like take influence. I remember a few years ago, I would think like that band is so is like definitely from Regina. They sound like, you know, the other Regina yeah. bands. But now it's like we have bands that are doing all sorts of new shit and i think that's obviously because how easily accessible different music is now with spotify and whatnot so you know there's like that regina sound has kind of evolved into something totally different yeah so where does uh stepping stone draw their influences from uh you know like we hear no warning like a lot. Yeah, I I like to make the joke that we're the Canadian no warning, because um, no warning is from Canada. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no warning, cruel hand. Uh, we really like cross me. Yeah, just like the fun two steppy. I think like mid two thousands yeah. kind of vibe. Okay. And like some like like funny like cheese older stuff like yeah you know like we also we're kind of trying to do big barbecue sauce monster truck shit right now too yeah like we're just, really into like any riff that sounds like semi truck is driving you know what I mean yeah or not you know you probably don't know what we mean but you'll hear it on the next it's like ride. honestly dude we we don't take influences from music at this point or at least I don't I take influence from like semi trucks dirt bikes fucking like fast sunglasses from the gas station like graphics of like fire and cards and like a skeleton like holding a lighter or something like that's what makes me want to write riffs that's awesome that all sounds like really intense (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it's fun yeah just doing our ting who designed that um love hunter t-shirt me when are they going to be back in stock? <laughs> um, you talked about the baby blue one. Yeah. Well, um, I'll take it on any colorway. I'm just curious. We did a we did a forest green with pink at one point. Okay. That was pretty. And then we have the baby blue with pink, which is also really nice looking. I mean, it's always sold pretty well. I'm sure they'll be restocking in the future. Okay. I'll have to um, keep my eye out on that. Dude, I will let you know. What kind of spread um, are you guys going to have uh, on this upcoming uh, tour out to California? Uh, I think our merch is going to be heavily influenced by basketball. Okay. Race cars, Ferraris, and I think like uh, Dick Tracy. Like the, um, the guy in the, like the detective side? novel. Yeah. He has like a Tommy gun, right? Yeah. Um, which festival was it um, when you guys are like everybody was wearing like that red jersey? Oh, that was Wild Rose last year. That was so sick. 
Dude, I know. I I watched that and I was like, I'm kind of jealous. Wish I could have one of those red jerseys. Man, yeah, we hit up we hit up the homies and asked them what name they'd want on the back, and then we did some like generally release ones as well. So they're they were a limited time thing, unfortunately. Uh, I've thought about the idea of doing like a a different sport jersey for the next one. Okay, but uh, I guess we'll see. Um. Do you guys watch a lot of sports? Dude, sports are really sick. Yeah, sports kick ass, dude. I like football and baseball a lot. Okay. I like basketball a lot. And <laughs> hockey, honestly. Dude. We, sound, we sound like six-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> hockey. <laughs> um, yeah, we all love sports, dude. Like, it's sick. What teams do you guys ride for? Because um, when I think of um, obviously like NFL or NBA, um, I'm guessing that's what you guys are referring to when you say. Yeah. OK. Um, yeah. And we don't have like regional teams in Regina or Saskatchewan um, for baseball. I'm a big Cubs guy. OK. Chicago. Uh, basketball. Chiefs and Ravens are my teams for basketball. Sorry, no. okay. Basketball. I got so confused for two seconds, and I was like, "Wait, I think he's talking about the wrong sport." Sorry, football. Okay. Um, yeah, like we have teams for hockey, but I've never really gotten into hockey myself. That's really surprising to hear from a Canadian, or is that just yeah. me being um, American? No, man, I think most Canadians that's, like that's Nathan being weird. I yeah, think. it's just me. Like the Edmonton Oilers are like so ingrained in my family that it's like blasphemous if I'm not like watching the game. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. grandpa watches every single game with his dress shirt unbuttoned and then listens to the post game <laughs> interviews on his like AM radio portable at the kitchen that's counter. Like that's the type of stuff that's going on. That's that's but, cool. Yeah, Shouts to the Oilers. Okay. And the Toronto Raptors. That's my squad. Okay. That's sick. Um, How about I, you, man? Do you watch sports? I, I do. Um, uh, with the NFL, um, I, I'm a 49ers fan. Okay. Which, which isn't, um, you know, hasn't been easy for the past couple of years. But, um, you know, got to stick, stick with my team. Um, not a huge baseball guy. So never really got into that. I like I understand when people tell me they don't like baseball mm-hmm. like I would rather watch it live because I'm um, I'm in Anaheim. So we have the the Angels. So I, I've been out to games and I feel like to me it's more entertaining being there than watching it on TV. Man, ballparks are also like their own little world. We've been to a few baseball games on tour. Uh we saw the Rangers play the Orioles, I think. Yeah. And it was the day after the trade deadline. And the Orioles, like, they ditched all their best players. <laughs> and the final score was, like, Rangers, oh, like, 17-1. Yeah. <laughs> to one. Oh, But wow. it was so sick because the ballpark had, like, a TGI Fridays with the Beyond Burger. That was Milwaukee. Or, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, but it was sick. I don't remember what was super cool about the Rangers park. But there was – We just went there. down low for, like – five bucks right yeah and we were sitting like right in front of the players yeah like you know you just buy like a shitty ticket and then you sneak down kind of thing oh yeah i i do that all the time for for hockey because i obviously anaheim so i'm a anaheim ducks fan so dude i love ducks so we have the the honda center where they play at and like we have friends who have like uh season tickets so sometimes when like they don't show up we'll just buy like a cheap ticket and like go down to their seats which is like nice yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's bad boy stuff, man. 
Yeah. Like, and I, I know full well that my friends aren't showing up because they, you know, texted me like, Hey, go, go take my seats. But I'm always like paranoid. Like when I see like security come by, cause I'm just like, damn it. Like they're going to like get me this time. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's high stakes. I don't want them to yeah, call my parents. <laughs> <laughs> get me grounded for the week. Exactly. Um, when I went to uh, so going back to me liking sports like when I went to see the, the Angels live I, I felt like I was more interested in trying to get on the dance cam instead of the actual game <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it, yeah the, it, was, it was pretty wild I was like I know, think we, we were trying to get on the kiss cam when we went to a baseball game yeah I think me and you just started making out at some point <laughs> they, didn't put, they didn't put the camera on us but yeah all right, well, you know, you, you got to try and you know hope that they put it on you. That w- exactly. would have been funny. You need to radiate love to get their attention. Is love real? <laughs> Holy um, fuck, <laughs> dude! I think love's yeah, real. I, I, I think so. It might not like. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I think love's real. Sure. Okay. I love my friends. I love these boys. Like, for sure. Y- you mentioned uh, 13 going on 30. Are you like a big rom-com guy? I am a pretty big rom-com guy, yes. I would venture to say it's my favorite genre of movies. Okay. What are your... You're film, a film connoisseur. I'm a rom- romantic comedy connoisseur, yes. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your favorites? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Clueless would probably be number one. Okay. 13 going on 30, probably number two. And then the number three spot is kind of up in the air. I really liked The Big Sick, which came on, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, what else? Of course, I'm struggling to think. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, really good movie. Great. And then, you know, you got your classics. Sleepless in Seattle. Pretty Woman. All that shit. You know, I ride for all of it. And, you know, you, I, you, it's like, where do we draw the line on what a romantic comedy is? You know, the, could the 40-year-old virgin be a romantic comedy? It's an interesting question. It's comedy, and he's looking for love, also known as romance. But it wouldn't – I don't think it would fall into the category of your classic romantic comedy. Yeah, there's like – there's a romantic interest in most just straight-up comedies. Right, exactly. So there's – yeah, there's a pretty big gray area, I would say. Yeah. But when I – of course, when I think of romantic comedies, I think of the fucking classics. That's great. I, I feel like um, I like kind of curse myself because I watch so many and I'm such a sucker for those movies. And Dude, what's your, what are your faves? Um, top of my list, I, I probably have like uh, 10 things I hate about you. That's, oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Kind of a classic. Um, and I guess it's not like a whole lot of comedy, but um, I, I guess you can uh, consider uh, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, man. Really good movie. Really, really good movie. Yeah. And then um, like uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's like a newer one. It's called uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I watched that recently. I wasn't super in love with it, but I okay. found it interesting. OK. Um, and then other ones like uh, like have you ever seen Say Anything? Or like sixteen candles going back to like, you know, some of the classics. I I don't think I've seen Say Anything. I know it's been on my list for quite some time. Okay. Um John Hughes film, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club and shit, obviously great movies. Yeah. Amazing stuff. So those are like some of like my like top ones. 
I feel that. Brett, what's your favorite genre of movie? Um, whatever, like, dude, where's my car is. <laughs> I've like, never seen that movie. Like getting, yeah. Idiots, like, getting stoned. Like, Mallrats. Yeah, shit. dude, like, Mallrats is great. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff like that. I don't know, man. I'm not, like, a, like, I don't know. I'm into whatever. But yeah. those are, like, I think they're the funniest movies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. About, if we're yeah. blurring a lot of romantic comedies, I'm sure the dude where's my car could fall into it too. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Um, I, I I really need to watch that. Like for some reason, um, I think it, like it got spoiled for me. And normally, like I don't care about spoilers, but somebody spoiled that movie for me and told me where their car actually was, and it just kind of like that's fucking ruins it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of like just kind of threw me off. And I'm like, okay, like I don't know if I should watch this. It's like I kind of know. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's not it's not the destination, it's the trip. It man. really is the trip, and yeah, I don't think the plot is the main driving force of the movie. But actually, as since we're on the topic, I just want to give a shout out to School of Rock. That's the best movie of all time. Wow, can you um, explain why you think it's the best movie of all time? Like, I just modeled my entire life after Dewey Finn. That's pathetic. Basically, <laughs> like I played SG because of Dewey Finn. Okay. Um, I, I don't know, dude. Just every quote in the movie, like the amount that he loves just rocking is so inspirational. Like it's literally like so goals. Yeah. How much true. he just is into rocking. Um, and yeah, it's just it's the shit like he's so passionate about it and he's so like just on one. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time i'm gonna have to uh you know go back and check it out and uh, revisit it for sure you should yeah, yeah. i i feel like I, I get in like um like these weird habits where i'll find like a movie and just like watch that like a million times until I, I find something else that i can watch like that many times and not get sick of it yeah that's fair like just binging the same movie but just only that one movie that's yeah. kind of interesting what's yeah. the last movie you did that with um, the last one that I could remember that I, I did it like a crazy amount was, um, uh, do you remember that movie, uh, pitch perfect? Oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I just, um, you know, fell in love with like all the characters and like, I started listening to the soundtrack and I started just like, I put it on and watch it at least like once every day. Um, it, it was insane. That's crazy. I, I did that with B movie when I was much younger. Okay. I would like if it would be like like I was much younger, it would be bedtime and I would like be hiding under my covers watching B movie on re on repeat and it got to the point where like I could recite nearly nearly the entire movie front to back and then it like became a meme and I was kind of like mad about it because it was my thing for so long and now it's like the world fucking loves B movie, which is how it should have been from day one. It's a cinematic masterpiece, but I don't know. Just felt like people, you know, gentrified B movie for me. It's really yeah, hard. dude. They they stole your culture, man. I I hate having that feeling because I I feel like when things that I like get popular, it's like a good thing. But I I hate when because um, I'm I'm like a, a huge comic book nerd. So when these dude, like, we know. Um, but when like these, I've been researching you, man. Thank you. That's that's awesome. I don't think anybody's ever um, done that when they come on the podcast. But um, what's your favorite comic book? Um, that's like really hard to say. Um, I I'll um, I have like favorite writers and characters. So like my favorite character 
um, is like Iron Man. I, I, I'm a sucker for Iron Man. So even when the writer for the current book isn't like my favorite, like I'll just read it anyway. So, um, love Iron Man. He's like my, my number one, but like right now, like the, the more favorable stuff that I read is like the current daredevil. It's being written by this guy, Chips Zdarsky, who like, I was like kind of hesitant at first because like, I wasn't sure like how his style was going to fit the character, but I think it does like really, really good. And also like, I follow like my favorite writer, Brian Michael Bendis. He moved from Marvel to DC. So he started writing like some Superman stuff and things that I didn't think I would be into, but I just love his writing style and I don't think he could write a bad book. Dude, that's sick. That's cool. What was the name of the guy who wrote those, uh, the new daredevil ones? Uh, Chip Zdarsky. What a great name. Yeah, I'm Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky. <laughs> you may remember me from. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty interesting last name. I, I've never um, seen it anywhere like anywhere else other than um, it being tied to him. That's sick. He's an OG. Yeah. yeah. Breaking ground. Yeah, so, so going back, I, I hate when I... Um, I see like these Marvel movies like super popular um, because then I run into these like, you know, fake nerds and that pisses me off more than anything. Fake nerds. Yeah. Fake nerds. Because growing up, like I was in the trenches being made fun of by um, all the girls in middle school for liking, you know, anime and comic books and video games. But like fast forward to now, it's like the cool thing and it's like um, it like pisses me off. Yeah, but now you're so much more legit, dude. Like, you can just flex your status. Yeah. I know. But I honestly try to stay low-key and uh, uh, just kind of keep keep to myself in my small little circle of friends um, just because I'm trying to keep all the clout chasers, you know, out of the circle. Yeah. The enemies, man. The clout chasers. <laughs> You'll be surprised, man. They're, they're lurking everywhere. Like... All right, let, let, let me tell you this crazy story. Um, well, it's not that crazy, but it's just like kind of weird. I was at Disneyland the other day with my buddy Riley, um, and he's like a like an R and B singer. Uh, he just got got back from Brazil. He did like some shows out there, and like nice. um, him and I are like legit friends. Like we met at this merch company that we worked for, and just like stayed in touch. Um, so we're like actual friends. We're hanging out um, at Disneyland. We were in line for the pirates ride and him and I are just like, you know, catching up cause I haven't seen him in a while. And this guy in front of us overheard us talking um, about him and like, uh, like this like record deal that he has going on. So this like random guy turns around and was like, Oh, like I, I heard you mention you were a singer. Like, you know, like who are you? And started like, you know, kind of just like, um, like, just being a punisher asking my friend like all these questions and he was being nice about it. Like whatever we thought it was over with turns out we get sat on the same boat as this guy and um he's like literally sitting in front of us and we're going through the ride it's like dark like you can't see anything and this guy um turns around and starts talking to my friend like in the pitch like dark he started asking me questions like oh like are you on spotify um like like where where do you play shows and just started like asking him all these like crazy things and it got to the point where like i was just like I don't know how he was handling it so well, but um, part of me would have been like super annoyed because it's just like, dude, like I'm at Disneyland just trying to have a good time. I'm not here to like talk to like, you know, random people about um, music, especially in the middle of a ride. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just trying to enjoy the splash. 
Yeah, dude. You, you can't always be honest. Like 2 Chain said, I don't want to take pictures in the restroom. You know what I mean? Like, just give the guy some space, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, just treat him normal. Don't, like, like I, I don't know what part of the conversation the guy was, like, um, listening in on, on, like, that I was having with my buddy. But, yeah, as soon as he, like, heard us mention that he was, like, a singer, he just, like, started, like, asking, like, a million questions. And it was just so weird. I feel like some people are just overly friendly, too, though. Yeah, especially at Disneyland, everyone's just having an like, awesome yeah. time. And I could imagine awesome. us at Disneyland, that would be oh, a nightmare. Dude, it would be <laughs> IQ levels on zero. I would love to experience that. Dude, we'll make it happen. <laughs> One day, man, we're going to be in, uh, what's it called? That suburb. Northridge. Uh, Northridge. <laughs> the, okay, just um get the northridge show to be a matinee show and then we'll drive down right after and then you can experience disneyland i feel like disneyland's like a two yeah. three day thing no um we'll do it in one if disneyland's possible in one so my buddies and i we, we have this uh tradition um like every uh saint patrick's day weekend we go to disneyland and we ride everything in the park um, which isn't easy it's exhausting but it is doable in one day. Yeah, it sounds like a journey. Yeah, it's just like nonstop, and um, it, it, it's fun. Uh, there's definitely like a lot of things to do, but it's not ideal. Um, if I were to suggest it, it I, I'd say like two days is probably like um, enough to do both parks comfortably. Yeah, and you know that's only like what seven hundred dollars. Well, honestly, probably more because you got to think about it, like if you like just to go to Disneyland um, for one day, both parks, it's like two hundred dollars. Oh, holy Christ. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. And then all the Dole Whip that you're going to eat. <laughs> yeah. There's tons of Dole Whip, which are pretty pricey. I actually um, don't know the price off the top of my head because they just opened up like a like a newer area that also sells like Dole Whip and um, like Dole Whip with like bacon and like crazy stuff. So that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I don't know where it came from, but people just love putting bacon on everything. Dude, I know I hate it so much. It's the worst. <laughs> oh, yo, um, part of that craze is uh, some of your uh, uh, fellow Canadians, those um, epic mealtime guys. Are they Canadian? Oh, holy yeah. God, I hate that. Oh, yeah. I'm not but, Canadian anymore, man. <laughs> those guys are uh, definitely um, Canadian. I, I watched a ton of their videos. Dude, epic meal time. <laughs> That's epic. That's totally <laughs> epic, man. Yeah, so um, they, they represent Canada. <laughs> they Sorry. do not represent Canada. <laughs> um, you know, uh, do you guys follow um, mixed martial arts at all? I don't. I have a friend that absolutely rides for it. So, like, I hear about it, but it's usually in one ear and out the other. I like WWE. So, like, you know, real wrestling, real fighting. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, okay. I don't know. I'm just like, it's sick. It's entertaining to watch. And I, I work at a nightclub as well. And um, they, they'll play fights every now and then. And it's it gets fucking crazy. Like, people's blood gets pumping. And people want to fight each other after watching MMA. That's, that's wild. Just that's, like kind of scary, honestly. That's part of the reason why I stopped going out to bars to watch fights because it's like most of the time it's um, drunk people who don't know how to fight um, are the people who want to fight. It's, it's just um, just a big mess. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Sounds fun. 
but um, the reason why I asked is because uh, one of probably like one of the greatest fighters ever to um, do it is from uh, Montreal. Uh, his name's uh, George St. Pierre. Have you guys ever heard of him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I wonder if he knows Prowl. He, yeah, probably does. Probably. Have you listened to Prowl for Montreal? No, I have not. You should have Prowl for Montreal. Oh, buddy. They okay. are they're, they're Canadian power trip with their oh. own little twist okay. on things. Okay, well, you guys gotta, um, you know, you guys gotta put me on the Canada network. You guys gotta get me in touch with all these people. Man, absolutely. Prowl tours like pretty frequently, so I feel like they'll be in California at some point. Yeah, we did a few weeks with them last year. Yeah, they're sick. I wouldn't even say they're just like Canadian power trip. They just like do the kind of thrashy thing, but like they're their own thing. Yeah, it's like it's like sword wielding, horse yeah, riding, true. fucking metal. It's sick. All right, that, that sounds awesome. I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, check it out, man. Warfare's pace promo. That, yeah, is that, that's what it's called, right? So. Holy buddy, it's literally flaming sword. Yeah, insane shit. It's like jousting contest music. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay, I'm um, speaking about music. Um, it's been um, almost a year since you guys um, put out Unreal Form. Um, do you guys have any plans to release any new music this year? Yeah, we are uh, we are signing to a label that I shouldn't probably mention too much about, but oh. we are going to put out an EP okay. later this year. Um, yeah, uh, it's feel, yeah. Feel free sorry, to break. Uh, I was gonna say, feel free to break any news um, on the podcast. Man, it's like it's not it's not ready to be. Yeah, I can't spill the tea just yet. It's too new, too new, too fresh. But uh, there will be an EP, I think, late this year or like very, very early next year. Okay. It's again like muscle car, junkyard music, motorbikes. Sick. Yeah. That's what I. Tim Hortons music. (laughs) I don't know what that is. You know what Tim Hortons is? Um. I do because um, I I used to watch some vloggers that um, are from Canada. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just Tim Hortons Double Double Rock. (laughs) Okay. That's um th- that's awesome. When when you bring up like monster trucks and stuff, um, that's what I picture when I listen to uh, Driver Two Thousand. Dude, yes. Thanks. Good. I'm really glad you say that. Uh, we're putting on a promo track in the coming months here. Oh, okay. That I hope you get the same vibe from. That's awesome. I, I love when bands do um, like promo stuff because it's like a nice little like in between. And because like yeah, I'm, I'm always like um, I'm always itching for bands to put out like new stuff because obviously yeah. um, love the old stuff, but it's like I'm greedy. It's not enough. I want more. You know. Yeah, we feel like it's been long enough since we put out Unreal Form. Mm-hmm. But we're not entirely ready to put out our next EP. Okay. But we're we're ready to start playing new tracks. So yeah, be on the lookout for that promo. Um, real quick on Unreal Form, who designed that that cover? Because it's so interesting with that weird <laughs> demon looking thing. Man, so we had such a vision for our album cover that only worked if we had this one artist to to sign off on it. And unfortunately, he was pretty busy with previous commissions and everything so he couldn't make it work so we just started browsing the web for like fantasy sci-fi artists kind of thing okay and i think i just like i think i posted on reddit just being like who can like who can do this and 
this dude replied, what was his name? I don't remember what his name was. I'm going to find his name for him because he does some pretty yeah. fucking sick shit. Yeah, his name is Jeff Ward. Yeah. Jeff Ward. Sorry, Jeff. That's embarrassing. You're sick. <laughs> Jeff is very sick. Um, he's not involved with hardcore at all. Uh, if I were to guess, his genre of choice would be power metal, probably. Okay. But probably. if you look at his portfolio, he has paintings of dragons oh, fucking. Just underwater goddesses. Underwater and, goddesses, like, gargoyles, and goblins and shit. And just like all this cool out there fantasy art. So I think when we saw that, we were just like, hell yeah, like, do this. Do this shit. And he was he was stoked on it. And it, I think it turned out great. I love the album cover. I think it's sick. Yeah. And the next album cover that we have in mind, we got, we did get the, um, the artist that we had in mind previously to agree to do it this time. So I'm very stoked to see what he turns out. Okay. Hell yeah. That's super sick. Yeah. There's times where like, I'm more stoked on album art than I am the music. I'm ex- really excited. Yeah. Yeah. The art's going to be sick. Can you guys hold on for like one second? This is like the yeah. second time I've ever had to do this on the podcast, but I really have to pee. Sorry. Dude, yeah, go pee. Are you, if you're going to leave it recording, we'd love to just chat amongst ourselves. Yeah, go for it. Talk to each other and I'll be right back. Yeah. What do you think of this guy? <laughs> Dude, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's fucking weirdo, man. <laughs> Comic books. <laughs> Comic books, total nerd. Disneyland, yeah. total dork. Disneyland, yeah, man. Uh, I think we were you know researching Jamie's Instagram a little bit more, and I know I know he's really into horror movies as well. Yeah, we might like ask him the about trifecta that. of dork. Yeah. No, shout out Jamie. Dude seems pretty sick. I'm down for all that shit. Comic books are sick. Yeah. Just kidding, Jamie. Sorry <laughs> when you have to hear this. You should cut this. <laughs> no. Definitely cut this. <laughs> Canadian bands, man. Yeah. Prowl, Gasm, Juice, Sedition, Mortality Rate. Who am I? Who are we missing? Withdrawal. Man, Withdrawal from Winnipeg. Very sick band. Holy Terror. Meantime. Meantime, also from Winnipeg. Youth Crew. Yum. Yum. All right, I'm back. Oh, hey, man. We, we didn't talk about you at all. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I appreciate that. Um, Honestly, um, yeah, I... I have like a really bad bladder i feel like liquids go straight through me so um unfortunately unfortunately, i I had to go relieve myself dude that's That's all good man i'm i'm pumped that i know that (laughs) we're learning so much about you um you know i when i do this podcast obviously um i want it to be more focused on the guests so the fact that um you guys and everybody listening can pick up on little tidbits here and there is um kind of cool Dude, yeah, we fucked around a lot so far, I feel. (laughs) Uh, No, it's been fun. And, like, um, the thing is, like, with this whole, like, podcast thing, I uh, I, I hate selling myself to people when I ask um, people to come on because, obviously, I'm not, like, the most popular. um, So when I hit up uh, people randomly to have them on the podcast, I... um, like, you know, for the most part, I get like a generally like, um, you know, positive response. But um, sometimes people will either um, straight up 
ignore me or be answer like or be apprehensive to come on because they feel like um, I'm like gonna try to do like gotcha media and like expose them or something. But it's just like no, like I want to have people on to um, you know have a good time and just talk like you know normal human beings and um, you know spread like awareness about like whatever band or whatever art they're creating because obviously like I want to have you on because I'm a fan. Right. Yeah. We appreciate that. Like, that's what's up. I don't know. I don't know why people are trying to like cool guy you about just helping them literally like promote their stuff. But I don't know, man. Yeah. We appreciate you like having us on and stuff. Yeah, no, um, I, I appreciate you guys um, uh, being down to come on because like this all spawned, um, uh, you know, from like Instagram because back in the day um, I, I used to do like these um, uh, like, you know, written interviews. Like I would email people like a bunch of questions and that was fun for a while it lasted. But then I was like, OK, I was like, I got to step it up and do something cooler because I'm reading questions and whatever. Um, it's like, OK, um, so I, I figured I would start um, and trying to have people on this podcast and uh you know so far it's been really cool so i I definitely wanted to interview you guys way back when i used to do written ones i just um never uh really knew which uh avenue to take to try to get in communication with you guys but it wasn't until i was on instagram one day and i saw um my buddy uh jeff um you know post that um he was like hanging out with uh nathan so i was so i just kind of just left a comment um saying that (laughs) i I was jeff uh, Arizona. Are you talking right? Yuma, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff Yuma. Yeah, that was I was chilling with Jeff. Shout out, Beg for Life. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Beg for Life. I feel like I'm there, like heavily underrated, but um, but that post and me commenting on it is what what kind of led to all of this because like I was surprised that you were so quick to respond to actually being down to be on it. Dude, we're down for pretty much anything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Real quick, I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, how do you know Jeff? We played uh, what's it called, Grown Fest in Texas, and Bank for Life played. Yeah, okay. he was wearing a pair of Black Cement Three Jordans, and I was stoked on it. But I think we were also staying at the same place. Yeah, we stayed with them, and then oh yeah, we were staying with this guy Joey Texas. That's just what we call that. I don't think that's what he goes by. But yeah, we just stayed with him and like beg for life was there and we were just chilling and then i found out that they were from yuma and i have family there and i was like you know like visiting my grandma over christmas and then i was just like man that those like beg for life guys live here i'm just gonna hit up jeff and then we just chilled so that's funny that that's how that like spawned i didn't even know that yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Jeff's always been a good guy. Like um, back in like 2008, 2009, I used to play in like a hardcore band and a straight up like a four year strong ripoff band. And uh, Jeff used to always book my band um, out in uh, Yuma. It, it, it was crazy because he was always just so nice and just willing to you know take a chance on my bands and just like put us on shows. So like uh, for him doing that, like I'll like always be grateful. And outside of him booking shows, like, you know, um, beg for life, um, is a great band and, um, you know, he's a good dude. So shout out to Jeff and all the guys in uh, Yuma. Dude. Yeah. Beg for life. Did they cover eye of the tiger? Yeah. They, Oh yeah. This is the funniest thing. Like they, I guess there's so many fights down there in the South, like just stuff that we don't really know about, but they have, they just straight up cover eye of the tiger whenever there's like, a fight in the pit or whatever, whenever there's like crazy pit beef to try and like defuse it uh-huh. or something. They're like, yo, like what's up with this? And they're like, man, like 
we always just have to have it ready to go half the time it works and then half the time it makes people like get way more aggro and it's sick <laughs> yeah that, that's crazy yeah th- th- those guys are always um you know doing something crazy like that um yeah I yeah i got it. love for you my jeff he's like he's a guy that definitely can tell a band that's actually good versus one that oh, is, just, one. is just a hype band or whatever like yeah he's he's sick yeah and he books shows um at this place called uh prison hill um yeah. i don't i don't know if you guys have ever seen it or um been there but yeah um, I've, I've been there when there was no show okay um but it's crazy because like um he literally books these shows and like it's a park. So the, the, the fact that he's able to book these shows and, um, people are willing to um, show up and give him money for the bands. I, I, I think it's awesome. And it definitely says a lot about that scene out there. Yeah, for sure. What he was telling me about it is it like reminded me a lot of what it's like in Regina. Like it's a pretty small close knit scene, but you know, the 10 or 12 shows they have a year, like are all really good. Cause they like make sure it's an event kind of thing. Yeah, um, it, it's crazy because like kids actually do like you know come out and show support and um and, and it's cool that like in a like you know like weird small city in Arizona that um there's like enough kids to show up and show love for hardcore and uh, you know it's cool that they have somebody like Jeff who's willing to you know um you know have that much love for it to actually um put it together because it, it's a lot of work to make things like that happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The dude grinds. Um, yeah, I just want to shout out any small city promoters because, you know, you guys are doing it for the love of hardcore, presumably, um, which is, yeah, what it should be all about. For sure. Um, uh, man. Yeah. I, I, I think about it because, um, growing up and I, I've said this before on the, on, on the podcast. So people who listen regularly will know this, but I, I grew up in the Palm Springs area. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Palm Springs. It's in California. No man. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like a famous city? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's famous, but I, I just want to make sure, cause I'm not sure if it's that famous where you, you guys know. About right. It. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in the Palm Springs area and literally there was like no scene like my buddy, uh, Steve Kippel, um, he was like booking shows here and there and he was straight up just like losing money all the time. He was like, pull, like pulling money out of his own pocket to make sure bands get paid. And, you know, you could only do that for so long before you had to stop. So, um, I, I definitely know what it's like to, um, have like a, like a small scene. And, um, so I, I definitely like salute and respect everybody that's out there, you know, making things work when there's not a big population. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Cause uh, eventually I, I moved, um, to where I'm at now and, and there's just like an abundance of hardcore. There's shows happening everywhere. I, I can drive like 20 minutes in any direction and there's like some sort of show going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I used to live in Toronto too for a bit and it was the same kind of thing. It was like, what like specific subgenre of like hardcore metal or punk, like, do I want to go watch today? Like there's just so many options and that, and that made it weird. Cause then I went, honestly to probably like less shows well no maybe not but it was like you know there's just so much choice less hardcore shows maybe yeah less less of the stuff i'm like super trying to go to did you ever travel into the states like travel down to new york to go to any shows when you lived in toronto no i just did um 
Toronto and like Montreal. Like I was a student. I was like pretty broke. Oh, okay, we, for sure. We played in New York and I would like to shout out 100% oh, yeah. the band Canine from uh we played in Johnson City. Johnson City, New York. I, I just like pretty much what I think the Regina of the state of New York would be. Yeah. Just like kind of a dump, but man, Canine was like they were sick. They were just kids that were super down for hardcore, and it was it was like refreshing, kind of. Yeah, they just loved CDs, and they wanted us to like sign a CD or something, but we didn't have any because they they all like worked in the same kitchen and just wanted to listen to CDs at work, and they were like bummed that we didn't have them. <laughs> super sick. <laughs> yeah, they were sick. I doubt Canine's listening to this, but you guys rock. I would really like to go back to New York. I think we're trying to tour. We're not trying. We're planning on touring the East Coast again this August with, um, uh, I think the plan is no option and peace of mind. So I think we'll be back in that area around that time. That's just a little plug for you, but that's sick. that's what that's what's in the future for us. I, I definitely like um, that band, No Option. And, oh, they're awesome. Yeah, and uh, peace of mind is really sick. Um, how how do you guys uh, know those guys? No option. We have this friend from Calgary who's her name is Nikki, and uh, I'm glad that I could bring her up because she definitely deserves a shout out. She is yeah. the sixth member of Stepping Stone. Okay, but uh, she was I think she went to like United Blood or something, and she met No Option or whatever, and she just messaged us, and she was just like, "OMG, I'm in love with this guy who's now her boyfriend, actually." And um, you guys need to tour with this band. So, like, I think it took, like, two days before, like, me messaging them and them accepting an offer to tour with them. So that we haven't met them, but, like, everyone we've ever mentioned them to back them and their music is fucking badass. Uh, As for peace of mind, like, we've been in Oklahoma a ton. Yeah, we did a few shows with them in uh, Upright in 2017, yeah. and that's that's how I met those guys. But yeah, we keep running into them. They're like those are our homies. Our best friends, like yeah. yeah, they're sick. Shout out to Drew. Um, he was on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Oh yeah, that's sick. Yeah, shout out to little Drew. Um, shout out to Skyler. Shout out to Skyler Storm. Oh my god, every yeah everyone in the band. Um, we can just shut out the band even. Yeah. Peace of mind. <laughs> For sure. That, yeah. Um, so it sounds like you guys have kind of played in like the, like most of like the, uh, you know, known or more popular regions, um, in the U S for hardcore. Uh, what would you say w- would be your favorite? We, well, we've done the Midwest the most. Yeah. Okay. We have our best shows in the Midwest as far as the U S like these tours this summer. Like when we come to Cali, we're trying to like, leave a bit more of a footprint um and then same goes for the east coast um because yeah like the previous trips there were more just kind of getting feet wet and stuff but um yeah like the midwest we've had kind of the most um success in and like met the most people and stuff like that okay as far as like my favorite place to play i feel like oklahoma has been some of our best shows um that show we played in Chicago was really We sick. played a really awesome show in Chicago with, like, Vortex. Vortex, Forced Impact. Yeah. Another band. 
this dude was awesome. The Midwest is just always really yeah, put on Louisville, for us. Louisville. Yeah, like that's that's LDB was just like a melting pot of all those states coming to one fest and just showing the fuck up and it was awesome. Shout out Midwest Hardcore. I feel like Saskatchewan, where we're from, is like kind of an extension of that area. Yeah. We're like north, North Dakota. That's awesome. I hope, uh, you know, this upcoming tour, when you guys come down to um, California, that um, more kids are paying attention and, you know, you guys do leave more of a um, footprint here and uh, more people start listening. Because I, I feel like you guys, um, what you guys have been doing for the past couple of years uh, is great and um, more people should be into you guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're just, we just want to party. Like, even if there's a couple misses, you know? As long as we're partying, it's all good. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I, I think this is a good place to um, wrap up the podcast. Um, before we go, I, I always like to give the guests an op- opportunity to um, uh, shout out um, people or friends, whatever they want to, or um, plug anything. Um, so uh, you guys can do that r- right now. I feel like we've been plugging and shouting out this entire time, but one more thing I'd like to... Uh, mention is Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. There is a record label called Walk a Mile Records. They've been putting out a ton of tapes recently, bands from all across Canada, and they have not put out a snoozer yet. So check out Walk a Mile Records. Head over to the Bandcamp or whatever, and honestly, put on any of those releases, and you'll be pleased. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Real quick, before um, you guys actually go, I, I have to ask you about um, this one pop punk band that I really like. I'm not sure if you guys um, heard of them or how popular they are out there, um, but is this band called Seaway? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, they're pretty popular, I think. Um, I'm not huge on like current pop punk, but I think they're pretty popular. I've seen them on quite a few posters for Saskatoon shows, which is like two hours away from us. Mm-hmm. And they're from Eastern Canada though. I think they're like 20 some hours. Oh away. really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, I was just, um, curious and I feel like, um, I had to ask. Dude. Yeah. I am course, open to any and all questions from you. Okay. So, um, there it is. Stepping Stone, uh, you guys are on Bandcamp. Um, I'll definitely link that in the show notes. Um, you guys um, are pretty active on Twitter, which I'm happy about. Um, I, I think more bands uh, should take advantage of that platform. Um, are, are you guys on Instagram? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's Stepping Stone HC for Twitter and Instagram. Okay, well, I'll only have to add that in the show notes. Um, this was definitely like way more fun than I thought it would be. Um, so I, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, all right. Wait, wait what? <laughs> no, just busting your balls. Uh, no, uh, um, you guys' personality. Great. Um, so, uh, so thank you. Um, definitely had a fun time. Um, and, uh, you guys are welcome back anytime in the future. Um, so just keep that in mind. Dude, um, hell yeah. Sick. Thank yeah. you, man. We appreciate it. For sure. No, um, th- this is something that I've been looking forward to for a really long time. So uh, happy to finally have you guys on. Um, thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, make sure uh, you guys uh, check them out on tour in May. Um, don't be scared. Come out um, and party. 
And uh, this has been another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Always on top. Even if it makes me blind, I just want to see the light. Breathe in, leave it all behind. I just want to see the light. Bye.